0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and praise as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program, and we are blessed that you have decided to join us. Um, Not sure uh, what day of the week you're listening on, um, but regardless, um, man, we hope that you are ministered to, and if this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace, we want to say welcome, and we hope that the Lord blesses you through it, and also to let you know that um, we do have of five years worth of episodes, uh, you can go to, past episodes that is, you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and there you can uh, just click on and listen to your heart's desire as long as you want um, and catch up to where we're at. And you really don't have to catch up because we, it's not like we're going through series or anything. We just handle uh, different topics and scripture and so forth. And so we invite you to engage in that and build up your spiritual life. Um, and if you're a return listener, we want to say welcome back and let you know that we appreciate your support. And whether you're a return listener or your first time listener, why not go to our website and drop us a note, maybe a question, if you would like us to answer those on air. Um, and if you are in the northern Utah County area, we want to let you know that Shouts of Grace Radio is a ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain. And so you can go to rhutah.church and, um, and get some information on that. If you're looking for a home church, we'd, we'd love to meet you. Um, and anyway, so if you are a return listener, then you know that what we do here on Shouts of Grace, we have different pastors, um, sometimes from around the country, um, sometimes they call in, sometimes they're in studio. And so uh, today I have a good friend of mine, um, his face is in studio, but uh, his, his voice is going to be over, um, o- over the Internet as we stream this um, and uh, his name is Keith Radke. You might remember him as one of the original hosts of Shouts of Grace uh, five years ago. And so, brother, how are you?
2: Steve, I am doing well. It is good to be back. I always love Shouts of Grace. It's my favorite uh, radio show and podcast. So uh, it's always an honor to be able to be back with you.
1: Yeah, it's it's I, I, I love being on, on, on air with you as well. And uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Pastor Keith was actually... At Redemption Hill for I think about a year, you know, a year and a half, two years, and then um, he, we helped him launch out with another church, helped him launch out into West Jordan uh, River Community, and that's doing well, huh? Because I could tell you're tired. I'm looking at your face. They can't see you, but I'm looking at your face, and you know, you're either tired because of family, or you're tired because of work, or you're tired because of ministry, or all of it. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, it's it's a combination. I am tired, but it's a good tired. It's it's a tired where we've been. You know, enjoying life, ministry, family, um, and, and river community churches do well. We're actually currently meeting in South Jordan, um, cause some of the available space, you know, it is when you're a church on the move, a mobile church, yeah. you're kind of at the mercy of, of whatever place will have you. So we were able to move to the South Jordan community center right off of Redwood road. Um, and we've been meeting there for a little over a year and, you know, we're looking for a little bit more of a permanent place, but, um, you know, we're not stressing about that. It's It's God's church. So when the mm-hmm. right place opens up, we'll, we'll make a move again, but we're blessed to to have the use of the South Jordan community center and we're having a good time. So if you live in the salt Lake Valley and redemption Hills too far away, come visit us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.
1: Amen. Yeah. You know, that's a hard, I, I remember, cause we just, you know, we had that season probably eight, nine months ago where we were kind of transitioning from the, the mobile to the, to the permanent facility, and it, it's hard to get there. And so I'll just let everybody know that, you know, not only could, could um, you know, Keith and River Community, would they appreciate your prayers for that, but also, um, you know, I'll just plug it. If, if you, you know, want to be a part of that ministry or you want to be a part of the ministry by supporting them, by actually giving because they're in that place where they've been a church for, what, like three, four years now? And
2: yeah, four years, we just passed our fourth anniversary.
1: Yeah. And so they're, they're really wanting to kind of leave a permanent footprint in, in the place that they live. And so, um, you know, if you have resources, you want to, you want to contribute to that, man, we're not shy to say, Hey, if the Lord leads you, uh, Keith, if somebody wanted to do that, how, how would they, how would they contact you or how would they get in touch to do that?
2: Yeah, they could go to river, that's river, and just click give and there's options for online giving, or you can mail uh, a check to our uh, mailing address. Uh, that, you know, That's always a blessing, you know, because, Steve, the background that you and I both share growing up with Pastor Chuck Smith as the founder of our, uh, you know, church affiliation, Calvary Chapel, um, he always had this saying, and I know it wasn't his originally, but it's what imprinted on my heart is that where God guides, God provides. And it's not that we don't ask for money. It's not that we don't teach about money, but we recognize that we're not the manipulators of support. That's right. You know, that God, God, God provides and he uses whoever he wants. It's been astounding to see some of the places. and, And I know you've experienced it too, where God has provided resources, whether it's financial or, you know, actually, people purchasing things that we needed. Hey, like, what do you guys need? Well, we need this, and yeah. next thing you know, they're saying, "Hey, you know, come here and pick them out so we can pay for them." Kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, it's that's just, right.
2: You know, it, it's such—it's so neat to watch God do that because we got enough to—we got enough to worry about, you know. And Jesus told us we're not supposed to worry, mm. and so we found that some of the most amazing things that God has done is just because you know, three or four of us or our whole church, we just prayed, Hey God, we need a building. We need, you know, a children's ministry leader. We need a worship leader. You know, we need funds for this or that. And, and just within, uh, you know, an obvious amount of time God comes through and, and so it's amazing. So yeah, amen. Yeah, mobile church is exciting. And I know you can relate to that. It's, it's
1: got its ups and its downs. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad that season is behind us and I pray that it soon right. comes behind you as well because it's uh you know, it's something that we're just watching the Lord in a different season and it's a blessing and so um so yeah, so if you're listening and you and you feel like the Lord's leading you that way then then reach out to that website and um and see how how you can build the kingdom in that way. Um so today, you know what I wanted to do, Keith, is I just wanted to talk about um you know, I'm I'm l- like you, I, I, I look out, you know, first we pastor our own church, right? And so because of that, we're familiar with a lot of the things that people struggle with as far as vices and different things. But then, you know, as we're familiar with people's lives and those specific things, th- there's always those background things that kind of serve as that we see that kind of serve as sometimes the push as to why are things the way they are in a person's life? And then we extrapolate that and we move outward. Why are things the way they are in our church or why they are the way they are in our city or going further in our state or in our nation? And so, you know, as a pastor, you know, we're supposed to be in prayer. God's showing us things and how we can minister. And one of the things that I've noticed um, in all those areas, both in people's lives, the church, this, the, the city, the state, and even the nation to a great extent, is that, in the church, I feel like we have forgotten that there is an actual war that we're in. Oftentimes, scripture talks about this, right? I think I think it's Second Corinthians 10, 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're um, they're they're spiritual. They're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. I think of what what you know the apostle Paul told Timothy in First Timothy, I think it's like three or four, one of those. He said, he said, fight the good fight. Paul himself said at the end of his life in second Timothy, I have fought the good fight. Right. And so you see this constant reference in scripture to there being a war. Um, You know, first, I think it's first Peter. Peter says the roar, you know, the devil's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist. There's this idea of fighting. He's James says the same thing in, in James four seven. He says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. So we've got this very clear picture that we're in a fight. And, and so what I see happening is um, this idea to stand, this idea that we're in a war, it seems to either escape the mind of Christians because they start to capitulate to the world and worldly thoughts and worldly living— and, and, and aren't really fighting. Um, and and so I, I guess my, I I guess my question first thing that I'd like to kind of work, work through is why is it important for a believer to understand the reality that you are in a war? Because if you forget that, here's what the repercussions could be.
2: Yeah. Well, I think of the story of the Lord of the Rings where the hobbits lived in the shire, and they were in a bubble, right? They were, their life was good. Everything is going well, you know, work, play, family, and right over the horizon, you know, the forces of darkness are coming in. And I think a lot of Christians, especially Christians, um, maybe who live exclusively in the, the the church bubble, tend to find themselves... Um, Comfortable, and they find themselves complacent. But I think maybe also there can be a naivety that the things that are happening in our world are not, as you said, they're not carnal, right? They're spiritual and they're supernatural. And I don't think most Christians deny the supernatural nature of our faith and of our relationship with God. But I think if life is good and comfortable, for the most part um, we tend to forget that supernatural dimension of our daily lives. And I, I, I just, I liken it to the hobbits, right? We, we can just get comfortable. Now we all know those Christians who are kind of like super hyper vigilant, and they're always talking about spiritual warfare and always talking about, you know, the forces of evil and and my my
1: ceiling cracked while I was watching TV and they rebuked it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, ant aunt jane or uncle bob you know in the family who's just kind of the conspiracy theorist kind of a type of a thing and and then stuff starts to happen and you start asking yourself is is, is uncle bob right about this (laughs) stuff you know and and i think the same thing should be should be our uh, attitude about the spiritual warfare things is is there you know a supernatural occurrence every single time you know the 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 gallon of milk spills or you know there's a crack in the ceiling I don't know about that, but what I do know is what Paul says in uh, Ephesians 6 is that we need to put on the whole armor of God because the devil is scheming our defeat and our demise. And he can't take our soul as a Christian, but boy, he can make life really hard for us. Mm. And I think that that's an area where we need some healthy education, biblical education about the war that is around us about the battlefield that is our daily lives and to to become more aware and more vigilant about the spiritual dynamic of of the things that are happening around us
1: Hmm. yeah i want to i want to get into i want to we're going to take a a really short break um and then i want to come back and i want to talk about um what you know when we talk about spiritual warfare the majority of christians it's not like they're going to they're going to you know encounter what you know jesus often encountered with demon possession and different things like that right but but there is a portion there's a part of spiritual warfare that they are engaged in every single day that is that they may not even understand it to be as such and so i want to talk about that when we come uh when we come back you're listening to shouts of grace we'll be right back
0: you're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. I have uh, Pastor Keith Racky from River Community Church in um, South Jordan, West Jordan. Uh, but right now, they're in South Jordan. But anyway, um, but Keith, before the break, we're just talking about um, about this idea of spiritual warfare. And and one of the things I wanted to touch on because I don't think Christians understand the the, the weight of what they encounter every day. The Bible describes in First Thessalonians it talks about this um, in honestly Matthew chapter 4 I think it's verse 1 where it says the spirit of the lord led jesus into the wilderness to be tempted 1st uh, Thessalonians calls satan the tempter um you know we see it again in in revelation and so the devil is our adversary and he is a tempter and and, and what he does is he uses the reality of James one, where it says every man is drawn away when he's enticed by his own desires. And then those desires gives birth to sin and sin brings forth death. And so the, the enemy has our fallen nature that he prods and pokes every day and he uses against us. So, so it's, it's in one sense, it's almost an unfair advantage if you don't have anybody on your side, because you've got natural desires and he goes after them. Right. And so as the tempter, you're in a spiritual warfare every day. And, and, and so I think Christians need to wake up to that part because his desire is to really pull us into a life of disobedience away from the Lord, right? But there is a way that we can defeat him. And, and, and there's, you know, James, James 4, 7 talks about this. He says, if you submit to God, resist the devil or resist the devil, he will flee from you. And We were talking offline. I want to get your thoughts on this. Right. Uh, the word flee there, if you reverse engineer that, that verse, the word flee there means to run for safety or to run for cover. So we're assured that the devil will run for cover if we resist. So whatever resisting is, it's so powerful that the one who who, who wrecks us daily runs for cover. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, I, that's such a great picture of it because we often think of the enemy of our souls as this invincible power. But Jesus and and those in the New Testament, and you see it quite a few times in the Old Testament as well, is he's he's a defeated foe already. But for for whatever reason in God's plan, he is allowed uh this um he's given permission, right? And Jesus said he prowls around and and he he is the father of lies and, and Peter talks about it. Paul talks about just this intent of the devil to destroy, right? To steal, to kill, and to destroy, and to devour, and and that requires us to. Once we know that, then to take action intentionally against that, and what you call a resistance, right? And and Bible calls a resistance for to resist the devil, and he will free because he's not all powerful, he's not all knowing, he's not, um, you know, all. All everything that God is, He isn't. He's not. A, he's not even a. He's not a competitor to God. He he isn't. He is an adversary to God. But he, there's no equality there. And I think if the Christian recognizes that the devil and 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 his you know legion of forces that that follow him and the rebellion against God that that he led, that they are subject to God in the same way that we are, and God in in His plan for things allows him to do what he does and but which interferes with us right because we are the image of god we're his image bearers on this earth we're his light bearers on this earth as christians and and the devil hates that he hates the he hates god so anything that reflects his image he hates he hates the light so anything of god's light he hates and i was just as, as i was thinking about Romans six or ephesians six that we've kind of already mentioned is in Romans chapter 13, Paul encourages the Christian, uh, beside this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep. So once we know this, right, it should cause an awakening, you know, that I am I am engaging in a battle on a daily basis for salvation is near to us now than when we first believe. meaning the closer we get to Jesus's ultimate deliverance of all of us, salvation of all of us in calling us home, the enemy is getting, you know, Frantic. You know, he's wanting to take as many souls as he can with him, and he's wanting to at least rob, you know, the children of God of their joy and of their mm-hmm. effectiveness. And so he says, The night is far gone, the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And of course, Ephesians chapter six expounds on that armor. I think that that is where the Christian can resist, is to recognize the works of darkness in my own life. You know, it's do we see it around us? Yes, you know, and, and we can often conflate, you know, the culture wars with the spiritual war. And I do think that they are connected, but we often, it, it's there's things we're trying to win with arguments that we're supposed to be winning with prayer. Yeah. And we're supposed to be winning by casting off right unrighteousness in our own life and, and walking in the spirit and walking in righteousness as followers of Christ. So, you know, getting things in proper perspective, right? I need to be awake now. I, I know, and I'm awake and now there's an action. And that action is to put off and to put on, Yeah. you know, and, and any student of the Bible, you've heard this, you know, that whatever, with, with everything that we're supposed to put off or do not, right. There's, there's a put on or a do yeah. command that usually follows that.
1: Yeah. The, and I, Go ahead.
2: And I just think that knowledge, right. That knowing that, should awaken us. Yeah. And then there should be intention.
1: I I agree with you.
2: What do you want me to do?
1: I agree with you 100%. I think people are unaware of, of the reality of what the Bible says about this war. So like when he talked about resisting, I think most of us think resisting is okay here comes a temptation practically whatever it might be whether you're tempted to go on your computer whether you're tempted to respond with anger towards something whatever so here's the temptation it it, the desires are are turning inside me so now just white knuckle it hold it just just get through this temptation part and as he beats me and he beats me and just come on okay okay we can get as if somehow the tempter is going to have mercy on you after you resist for a little while and he's going to stop. And, and that's not what the word means there. The word actually means to resist means to stand up and to face them. And, and so yeah. practically speaking, um, I, I want to read this verse to you and, and just listen to this. This is amazing. In, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus is saying, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I mean, if you think of that for a second, like you're in a war and you've just been insured you're going to overcome all the authority and all the power of the enemy. And by the way, you ain't going to get hurt. I mean, that would you would think that would give a person a boldness to walk and order their life in such a way where they understand if I stand up to him, whatever that practically means he will run for me. And so here's what, to me, what that practically means. And I'd like to get your thoughts on it as well. Um, for two years, I was bugged every Saturday night. You know, I'd wake up, I only get five hours of sleep between Saturday and Sunday morning because then I wake up early and I, and I do my message or I study for the, the notes. And so I only get five hours of sleep, which is fine for me. Any less, it's, it's worse, right? And so every day for a year, every Saturday to Sunday, I was being woken up at two in the morning with the most demonic dreams you could ever imagine, right? And so finally, kind of like Paul in Acts 16, when the demonic girls following him, and these men are from the Most High God, it says he got annoyed and he turned and faced her and said, Come out, right? So he faced, faced the enemy. So finally one day, you know, whether you believe this or not, you know, it's not, it's, I don't live my life like this, but I stood up in my room. The next time you do this, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna pray for every house. And so the next week it happened. It was early in the morning. It was cold. I got my clothes Mm -hmm. on and I walked around the neighborhood and I prayed for every single home. And that happened one more week. And then it hadn't, didn't happen for two years. Every, every participant in a war weighs the cost of the warfare. Right. And I think sometimes we don't realize it's not just them that can impact our world. We can impact their world. And sometimes we need to face them and say, listen, this is what's going to happen Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to, and so it happened again. First time in two years, Keith, it happened last Friday. I got up and I was like, follow me. And I went and I walked around the local churches, if you know what I mean. And I was almost going to walk around them seven times and yell and and see if they fell. (laughs) But, but it's like, I can take this war to you. So talk about Christians. We got about, we got about two minutes. I've talked about the need for Christians to stop being beat and turn and fight.
2: Yeah, I want to encourage Christians to read Ephesians six ten through 20, the passage where Paul talks about the armor of God. There's several terms he uses. He talks about standing, and he talks about taking up the armor. He talks about after all you can do, there's still, you know, a, a ground to hold on to. There's still a battle to engage in. And, and ultimately, all of this is tied together through prayer. And I think, Steve, you illustrated that in your own personal life, that it really is prayer. Yeah. that engages all that I, I think of that you know having grown up in a military family and i spent some time working not in the military but as a, as a contractor for for different military uh, entities is when you're on the battlefield as a soldier as as a um you know an infantryman uh, or as a, as a as a platoon as a squad whatever form that you are with your others it's not just you alone anymore yeah. you have air support you mm-hmm. have you know, all sorts of other different things operating in the area. that are ready to support you. And I think prayer in our life as a Christian is what activates that Amen. and brings in the support of heaven, all the resources of God, the authority that Jesus spoke of. Amen. And so prayer is calling in that support Amen. and recognizing we're not alone.
1: We're victorious. Amen. Hey, we're out of time for this episode. This one flew. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. So, uh, man, join us next time. Um, glad you took the time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.